0: Welcome to Innate Secrets. Today, what I want to do is to approach the often controversial topic of philosophy. This is a place where those who suspect they're innately wise, brilliant and powerful come to learn how to transform their lives. One cognition, one realization, and one blinding flash of the obvious at a time. We are the innovators, the record breakers, the world makers and creators of all kinds. We supersede the suppressive worldview of mass ignorance and awaken the strength within. We are waking up to our innate secrets. My name is Dr. Mark Postles and welcome to the Innate Secrets Podcast. So philosophy, the question has to be asked, well, what's your calling? Why are you here? Throughout history, man's search for the meaning of life. This has resulted in separation and wars and hardship and religions and government and so on. Now, every person on this planet has a philosophy, including you. The philosophy that one has relates to and includes everything in their comprehension. Philosophy is a way of thinking about something. Regardless of how strongly one denies the illusion that they're not philosophically driven, they do have a philosophy, and in fact, that is generally an expression of their philosophy. So a philosophy is not some hallucination or dream. It's a logical process driven by the interaction between the quadrant one and quadrant two. These opposing parts, it's a, a discussion really between the union of the deductive and the inductive thinking. So the big picture, future-oriented thinking, and the reference to the past and the belief structures that go with that. So, Anne Rand said it this way. Now, she's a, an objectivist philosopher, uh, and she's been often quoted on this particular topic um, from a speech, I believe, that she gave in the 70s. And she, it went like this, that a philosophical system is an integrated view of existence As a human being, you have no choice about the fact that you need a philosophy. Your only choice is whether you define your philosophy yourself by a conscious, rational, disciplined process of thought and scrupulously logical deliberation, or you let your subconscious accumulate a junk heap of unwarranted conclusions, false generalizations, undefined contradictions, undigested slogans, unidentified wishes, doubts and fears thrown together by chance, but integrated by your subconscious into a kind of mongrel philosophy that fuses into a single solid weight, self-doubt like a ball and chain in the place where your mind's wings should have grown. It's so well stated. And there's not much to add to, to the statement by Anne Rand. The salient points that she makes here are that Your philosophy is an integrated view of existence where thoughts, words, and deeds are congruent. That your philosophy is a result of a conscious deliberation of critical thinking, not a bumper sticker cool or quirky popular jingle. And your philosophy gives your mind its wings and empowers you to reach far greater heights than the average person. The challenge here in with the double-edged sword of your quadrant one part doing the huge possibilities, whilst at the same time your quadrant two part shifting through and sifting out all the immense piles of beliefs which are entwined with your rational mind and its power of reason. And Eleanor Roosevelt said this way that, look, one's philosophy is not best expressed in words. It's expressed in the choices one makes. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. And the choices we make are ultimately our own responsibility. So, you know, she's speaking there to our own personal philosophy, a personal philosophy that we've defined or haven't defined, but regardless of that, it runs us. It gives us everything we have in our life is based on our philosophical tenets, our philosophical understanding. Let's just go through a a real fundamental example. This could be on a a choice that we have about organization of the universe. Because I think this, this would lead to two very different outcomes. Firstly, philosophy one. The universe is unorganized and random. It has no order. Therefore, it follows that people will follow the same patterns. Disorder. We, we must manipulate and control them. Their economy has to be controlled, their education has to be controlled, the legal system has to be controlled, and it's for their own good. Sickness is gonna occur randomly because it's just bad luck. Thus, maintaining health, which is defined probably as total body organization and function, is tentative at best. We will wait until a person's sick or they're damaged or they're um, socially depraved or criminalized and then manipulate or force or coerce them with some external power and then believe that we've made them well again. So in, in health and education, and finance and social justice and whatever activity in life you care to name, this results in a short-term relief approach to deal with the predominant symptom. So this philosophy would hold little hope for change of, hu- of the human experience. As little or no innate potential or hope is believed to exist. There's there's no opportunity here for people to do the right thing. They have to be controlled and coerced from the outside in. So contrast that then with philosophy too. So it follows then, if the universe is organised and expressed through living organisms and what we call homeostasis, that humans would possess an untapped potential for, for change and growth and development and and health and well being. Instead of trying to manipulate and alter people, we, we'd look for ways to eliminate interferences to its expression. So, this applies to health, it applies to relationships, education, the environment. Like, for example, in the in the 1970s, I was in Paris and the, the Seine River was disgusting, there were dead fish everywhere. It was just, it smelled, it was. It was a very, very, um, by today's standards, like a third world country's river. And it was very, very polluted. And they they decided, well, we've got to clean this up. And so let's just stop putting toxins into it. Let's stop putting effluent into it. Let's stop putting industrial waste into it. And in a very short period of time, that biosystem regenerated and, and cleaned and cleared. And you know, that's that's an example of seeing not trying to fix it, but trying to reduce the interferences being put into a system. And that could apply to health. That could apply to relationships. You know, so many relationships are toxic because of the interferences within them, as is, is health. You know, in fact the majority of health um, problems are degenerative in nature based on lifestyle. And the education system is another example. So there's a, a different way of thinking. This philosophy type two says, hey, it's all within and we just have to clear out interferences and not and stop messing it up. So sickness, social deviance, financial ills, etc., would be viewed as the distortions of normal organization. So in this model, returning to health in whichever context it may be in, would be an, an innate drive, a natural phenomenon. So if this philosophy is adopted, one's thoughts and actions would be very, very different. So the words we use define our reality. And when we create a reality that's not what we think it should be, we've identified a contradiction. So there's many examples of that in our world right now. And this is actually another quote from Anne Rand, that there's a contradiction that we've identified. But she said, look, to arrive at a contradiction, is to confess an error in one's thinking, and to maintain a contradiction, though, is to abdicate one's mind and to evict oneself from the realm of reality. So, you know, if we have a situation that's um, gone south and it's not working, and we continue to do the same thing, and we continue to uh, maintain the same philosophy then we, in effect, keeping this contradiction uh, in place and we're abdicating ourselves from any responsibility for it. So choose your words with care because our words reflected in our physiology through our thoughts and our emotions, our feelings and our actions. So as James Ray reminded us that buried deep within each of us is a spark of greatness a spark that can be fanned into the flames of passion and achievement. And that spark's not outside of you. It's born deep within you. So what I'll ask you to do this week is to ask yourself, what drives me? What is I'm really passionate about? What makes my heart sing? What's my view on life? You know, is it philosophy one or philosophy two? What's my view on the world? What's my view on people? Do I trust people? Are people inherently good or are they inherently evil? And what's my greatest gift to humanity? What are you here for? What's your mission? Now, we'll go at some future time into the details of um, creating purpose statements and creating mission statements and and, uh, vision statements and so forth. At this point in time, start thinking in these terms and say, okay, what can I do that, I can, I can put into a, a, that scrupulously logical deliberation of thinking and make sense in terms of the philosophy that I've decided upon, be it philosophy one or philosophy two. And make a, a statement of that, make a document of that. And it's it, for some people, it's just a, an ongoing jottings of thoughts that come, come to mind. It could be morning um, gratitude sessions where, Before you get out of bed, the first thoughts that you have in the morning are being grateful for everything, not so much that you've got, but everything that you know is coming to you. So having that sense of gratitude, you're going to find ideas coming to your mind that are consistent with your philosophical constructs or the philosophy that you have not yet defined that you now want to encapture. So go deep into this this is so so important this frames every fabric of your life so make sure that you give it the time that it deserves let us show you how to fire your brain in ways that serve you so that you can be confident connected and bring joy and passion into what you do every day get a free copy of my book the innate model go to the innate forward slash